This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. Okay, well, hello, everyone. Welcome back. Good to see you. Good to see you. Glad you can join us. Ah, you are in for a treat. I want to welcome you back to another Wednesday evening live stream here with the Shower Door Professionals. Once again, just like every Wednesday at 5.30 Pacific time, we're here doing our thing. And uh, if you're watching in the Facebook group and you want to join us on this call, you can do that by just clicking on the link in the description. If you click it on, click on, it'll come on in and um, I'll let you in probably. I, I let most people in unless I recognize your name and, uh, you know, I don't like you. There's not very many people like that, though. I like almost everybody. Anyway, I digress. I'm glad you could join us this week. We have a guest speaker. It's Dylan Lockhart from Patriots Payments. Patriots Payments is an America first proud payment processor and a supporter of small businesses across this great country of ours. They offer fair pricing, great solutions, integrations, and U.S.-based support, uh, which is always awesome. And uh, so I'm going this to go ahead and turn this over to Dylan and uh, let him talk, tell us, uh, uh, you know, some, some of the information he's brought to share with us, you know, 20 or 30 minutes. minutes um, um, you can share, you can share if you want. Uh, and, and if you're not the speaker, go ahead and mute yourself. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, like I was saying, Dylan, you can go ahead and share your screen if you'd like, if you've got something to present like that. And uh, we'll just save the last half of the, of the stream or so for, for questions. So without further ado, Dylan Lockhart. Thanks, Chris. I finally got in here. There was a passcode, just so you guys know. <laughs> um, well, it's great to be here. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Um, if you guys have any questions at, at all, don't feel bad if you if you interrupt me. Um, just ask your questions because honestly, there's there's a lot of companies out there and you guys operate your business differently than a GCS or, or whatever the company is. So if you ever have questions, just, just please type it in the, the chat box or, or just ask. Okay. Um, so like Chris was saying, um, I run a payments company called Patriots payments. We like to work with small businesses, medium sized businesses that really appreciate, um, hard work, uh, doing what's right, doing what's ethical, um, having integrity, right? Doing what you say you're going to do and, and just being honest because a lot of times um, we deal with people that are, are not honest and it's not, it's not the way we do business here, right? If we make a mistake or have a, a, an issue, right? We're going to solve it as fast as we can. So both, both of us can move, move along. Right. So um, I've been in the payments industry since 2018. Um, processing payments. So how, however you guys process your payments, whether it's using follow-up, um, 
whether it's using a Stripe or a QuickBooks or a Square or some other software, business software, right? Um, my job is, is to become a consultant, right? Is to look at what you're doing from a 30,000 foot overview and really start from there, right? Because without asking questions, I don't really know what's going on in your business, what you're using, how you're doing it, why you're doing certain things. Um, and really your costs, right? Um, so I, I don't have some fancy PowerPoint to present to you. Um, payment processing isn't very sexy, neither is payroll, neither is business insurance or insurance in general, um, but it is important, right? Our costs matter, your costs matter. And um, if you look at what's going on in the world, right? It's, it's probably not going to get better anytime soon. So looking at your expenses, really, it really does matter, right? Um, so if I wanted to give you a little case study and because we're proud partners with GCS follow-up and glass experts, um, I don't know if, if a lot of your companies have multi-locations, but, um, GCS has five locations, and um, I just wanted to share a little bit more about that account uh, because it's very unique, um, and, it, and it goes to show what we can do, what we're capable of, and um, just by building a relationship with Brandon and Chance um, over the last year and a half, um, it, it really helped uh, as, as we got into a partnership here. Um, because they they trusted me, they know if something came up, they could text me, they could call me, and I was going to handle it, right? So that's that's super important. But um, so if if you look at GCS, they have five locations all over the country. So uh, they needed a, a really a, an enterprise type system, right? So as, as a system where they had a dashboard where they could see all five locations. They had different users that could see this account and this account, but this this account they, they didn't need access to, right? So um, a multi-location solution with different user availability um, was, was super important. Um, how, how they take their payments, so sending payment invoices or invoicing, we, we needed to have that, that payment capability. And then a lot of their guys are in person, right? So they're whether they're taking their first 50% deposit in person when they're when their team are on on site, taking their last me, uh, measurements, um, how do they take the payment, right? So we gave them different options on how to take that first payment, um, and and then honestly how to take the the last 50% of the payment too. So um, just giving them options on what works best for them, and if it if it didn't work. The way that they wanted it to, whether it was interrupting their flow or whatever the case may be, right? There's so many different variables that come up, but it's um, all right. So if if that wasn't the best route, let's try this. Um, and so really, at Patriots Payments, we're very flexible. It's our job to find the correct solution, find the right pathway of what's going to work for you guys, right? Because at the end of the day. It has to work for you guys. You have to like it. You have to um, be happy with with how it's working, how it's functioning, and it can't be a nuisance to your to your team, right? Because 
let's face it, our jobs are hard enough. Um, getting opportunities, building uh, networking opportunities with builders and contractors and right and just running your businesses it's already complex right so um dealing with payment processing you don't want to add any more hurdles to your already uh business model that that has a lot of chaos involved right um so getting back to gcs you had the multi-location you had the different users you have different payment options to uh to suit their needs, whether it's per location or or if it was the first 50% of the, the project or the last 50%. Um, so the solution we're using right now, they're the first 50% of their project, um, they take that payment, whether it's through their mobile app or the payment link, and it actually stores that card. So what's great about this, this solution is they a lot a lot of solutions work by the customer having to click save or store card, right? Which kind of can be a pain in the butt when you're trying to finish the product, the, the project in the last 50% you're waiting a week or two or three weeks on because the customer hasn't paid the, the invoice yet, right? So with the solution we're using right now, they can go in there, the card's already stored and they can go and charge the last 50% of the project, which saves a lot of time, saves a lot of headache. They're in, the customer's happy and in all as well right so you're not sitting there with um invoices that are not paid for weeks on end right um so that's that's a, a few of the um the features that we worked with gcs on the other side of it was i mean they, they were utilizing stripe beforehand they they didn't have any support so a lot of these softwares, a lot of these solutions, uh, you're having to chat with the chat box. You're having to call into a 1-800 number, be on hold for 30 minutes or an hour, or try to communicate through email, which is really, I'm sure all of you can attest to this. It's, it's frustrating when you can't actually talk to someone who cares. And truthfully, we're making money to support you. So why would we not support you? right? And, and do what we can. Um, so the service was, was huge for GCS and, and Brandon and, and Chris and Chance uh, when they made the switch. And then a lot of the, a lot of processors talk about saving the money and being the lowest, lowest guy, right? A lot of this industry is a bunch of people full of crap. Um, but my goal when I started working with with these guys was to obviously save them money, because at the end of the day, I want to give them a and give all of you guys a long term solution where you can grow, grow with me and I can grow with you. Right. I want to save you guys money because at the end of the day, you're you have payroll, you have all your business services, your your marketing, you're paying for leads, um, you're. You're giving discounts to contractors or whatever the case may be. So every dollar matters, right? So um, giving you guys a solution that works, um, servicing you if you if you need something, and then saving you money, it all it all works together, right? So I'm like I said at the beginning of this of this call is I I become a consultant. I would become a consultant for you guys, and if if I can't truly help you, I'm going to let you know that. 
because at the end of the day, um, we're still going to stay in touch. We're still going to stay friends. Um, but you might want to come back six months later because you had an issue or something happened with your current provider. But you know that I'm going to take care of you and that I'm going to be honest with you, right? Because timing does matter. Um, one huge important piece with uh, contractors like yourself, right? You're busy, whether it's a one man show or you have multi locations, you're busy. Changing anything, any type of business service can seem like a headache. Maybe you've tried it before. Uh, my job is to really handhold throughout the process, right? So whether it's integrating with QuickBooks, whether it's integrating with some sort of software like follow-up or whatever uh, contractor software you're using, um, my job is to help you guys as you, as you make the transition to test it to work with your team to make sure that everything's smooth. And if anything comes up during the transition or after the fact, I'm a call away, I'm a text away, and I, my, my job is to make sure it's fixed as soon as possible and, and everyone's happy. Um, so, I, I mean, I, Chris, I, I, I don't know what else there there is. I mean, payment processing, it's, right. it's it should well, here's be the thing. I mean, here's here's my thought is that, um, OK, finances, um, banks, uh, it sucks. You know, I mean, um, you know, I banked with, you know, the big banks, you know, like Bank of America, whatever, Wells Fargo for for a number of years when I started out. And um, to those guys, I mean, like I was like less than a number, you know, I mean, when I called them or I tried to go in or something to talk to somebody or get help, it was like impossible yep. um, because uh, they're so big. They, they could care less. And if, if I threaten luck, oh, I'm going to close my account. They're like, OK, good. You know, here, let me help you with that. You know, let me help you to the door. I mean, it was kind of their attitude, you know. And uh, so I started, you know, banking here locally, you know, with uh, with a smaller local, you know, bank. Yep. And when it comes to like merchant services, I mean, it's the exact same thing, right? You get in with these same people, right? These same bad actors, you know, because um, Bank of America would love to do your merchant services or whatever, right? But it's the same thing. It's like when you have a problem, who do you talk to? You get, you call some phone tree, you know, um, press two for English, you know, and then um, and you never get any help. So, I mean, to, to have somebody that you can go to an individual contact that you can call up um, and say, Hey man, I'm having this problem, you know, and know that there's somebody there who cares about your business because they're a small business person like you or medium size or whatever, you know what I mean? But they're not some huge multinational conglomerate that could care less about whether you get helped or not, man. I mean, it, it matters to you whether we're getting taken care of. And to me, that's the biggest part of it. Maybe you can save us a little money and that's always good. Everybody likes to save money, but really, man, we want to know somebody in the business, somebody that we like, someone that we trust, maybe someone that we have something in common with um, that we can call up when we've got a problem that'll fix it. I mean, does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and truthfully, you, unfortunately, you have to have a bank, right? For 
your your deposits to go into. But knowing what I know from the last since 2018, how, whatever year it is now, um, <laughs> yeah, right. I would never Groundhog process, Day. It's Groundhog yeah. Day. I I would never process with a bank just because I know if there's ever an issue, good luck getting it solved. Um, and, and typically your banker doesn't know how to price people, right? So if you ask them questions about your pricing, good luck. They're, they're not going to know what's going on. So, um, and, and yes, it's, it does matter having support. I've, I've signed a lot of accounts. Um, I still have accounts from 2018 when I first got into this that are still with me and they, yeah, they could leave and they could go save a penny here, 10 basis points there, but they know that they're not going to get the support that they need when something actually does come up. Right. Um, And I've been seeing more and more stuff lately with the, the bigger guys, the squares and the stripes of the world, PayPal's of the world, shutting accounts down. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of times these, these accounts, you know, they've never had an issue. And everything is all all fine and dandy until you have an issue. Until you have like the wrong opinion about something. Oh yes, yes. So make sure you have the right opinion about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so my my job is to just be honest, be truthful with you. If it's a good fit, awesome. I'd love to support you. I'd love to work with you. Um, and and maybe right now is a good time, or or down the road, right? Um, I have a lot of a lot of people, a lot of merchants, a lot of customers um, that that six months down the road they'll they'll end up coming our way, and it's it was just that relationship building process, right? They they wanted to have multiple conversations, they wanted to see me post, they wanted to to uh, hear from references, they wanted to get to know me better, which is which is totally fine, right? I I understand that. Um, one thing that I wanted to kind of speak about. So right now I'm in um, Southern Virginia at a at a lodge. Um, I left dinner uh, to to speak to all of you guys, um, but it's a mastermind for a group called Arte Syndicate, and it's run by Ed Milet and Andy Frisella. I don't know if if any of you guys are in coaching groups or masterminds, but I highly recommend it. Uh, Arte is about really personal excellence, practicing personal excellence um, every single day, raising your standards, and really building a network of reliable people around you, right? Because we all have our good days. We all have our bad days. You have to have individuals around yourself that can can help you through the tough times. and, and vice versa, right? It's, it's our jobs to um, go above and beyond for, for our network. And at the end of the day, right, friends and family, we're all entrepreneur, entrepreneurs here, right? They don't really understand what we're going through on a day-to-day basis, right? So connecting and being around like-minded individuals is very important, Um just because they know what you're going through, right? Um, and then if you if you localize that, it's it's as I told you earlier, I take more of a consultant role, and Brandon could probably talk 
about this all the time because um, he probably gets annoyed that I tag him all the time and, and uh, post about GCS all the time. But it's because I care. And I also want to connect him with other service providers because I want him to continue to build his network um, of referral partners and, and individuals in his area um, that are going to help him win. Or if, if he needs a good, reliable person in the area, um, it's important. So my job is not only to provide payments to consult, but to, I care, right? It's, it's to give advice if you need it. It's to help you through other things. And truthfully, a lot of my clients do become friends. So Brandon and I have become pretty close um, from, from this partnership just because we talk all the time now. And it's, I, I think that's how business should be, right? You want to do business with people you like, know, and trust. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, like, trust. I got some shit. Go. Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah, please do, Brad. Um, I don't know if, if he wants to go into any kind of detail or it might be just a quick answer, but, uh, you know, we're using Smart Builder uh, and Stripe. And uh, I would like to be able to turn off American Express because, you know, they won't, uh, according to Christina, that it they're going to process anything that's, you know, being paid through them. Uh, but I'd love to turn off American Express. We had somebody the other day who paid on that, and it just, you know, struck me a little bit. Yeah, Brad, uh, with some, with our solution, you can do that. Um, I'm not sure why is it are you getting charged a lot more for amex or what's what's going oh, on yeah I, I don't know what the amount is right now but i, I imagine it's near four percent okay should it you be? know probably more uh we get a good rate with stripe uh but uh with rather regular credit cards but um so i didn't know if it, it Okay, so you're you're dealing. I mean, you're you're doing the payment processing, and do you have a uh, portal or something that connects with the smart builder? So what I'll do after this, Brad, because there's so many different softwares and solutions out there, I'll look into smart builder and see what I can find. Um, if you want to shoot me your info in the chat, I can get back to you on that. Um, so. I was, if they're if they allow third party integrations, um, we can we can chat or um, just get on the just get on a call and, and see what's going on at some point. Just so just so you know what's going on. Um, being in my position, I would never tell you um, to not accept Amex because a lot of and truthfully, you shouldn't be paying 4%. There's no, there's no reason you should be paying 4%. Um, That's way high. A, a lot of clients want those Amex points, right? So, and there's a lot of Amex cards that process at the same rate as Visa, MasterCard, and Discover. So maybe a decade ago, there were 
larger discrepancies between card brands, but not anymore. Okay. Amex does have a, a 30 extra basis points card not present fee. Um, 30 basis points, it's, it's, not, it's not terrible, right? Um, so you, you could swipe on, this, on, the, on those transactions if, if you wanted to. Um, but Amex should, shouldn't be no more than 2%, 2.5% all in. Even if it's a B2B card, so. Okay, well, it's been a long time since I've actually looked at the rate. Um, I just remember what I used to pay for it and just kind of made a, yep. a mental note that, hey, I don't want to take Amex, so. Okay. I, I definitely I definitely would, just because a lot of customers want to. Um, I was looking at uh, one of GCS's accounts the other day a quarter of their volume was through Amex. So it's pretty significant. And um, typically if someone's using a Amex card, right, they're probably, they could be a, a business owner or they're the demographic that you want to take care of because they're the ones that are going to probably spend a little bit more um, and and value quality over the guy that comes in under you guys to try to save him 500 bucks or a thousand bucks on your quote right mm -hmm. okay. so good question yeah, I'll, I'll check in on that too uh just see what i am paying but yeah you know you're, you're welcome to give me a call i'll i shoot you a message here okay thank you i would i would say the reason we were kind of excited to bring Dylan on and we knew, you know, processing payments isn't some sexy call that everyone's just, you know, jumping for joy to get on. Right. But it, it goes back to the reason we brought Mitch on, who was just such an incredible public speaker. Um, <laughs> um, My man. But, but we uh, couldn't even post it. It was so good. It was so good, man. Um, he's just great. Uh, and Mitch really is a really great guy. But um, the reason we were excited to bring Dylan on here was, the partnership effort of it. So I have a good friend who owns a very large company. And at one point when his company hit that hockey stick growth, um, they were processing a couple million dollars a month, like overnight that went from doing under a hundred thousand dollars a month to over multi-million dollars a month um, overnight. And the bank thought it was fraud. So the, the payment processing company shut his business down, right? They wouldn't process any cards and everything he did was online. So they thought he was like running an illegal gambling ring or something like that. And he didn't have like, he had shut his gyms down to build his online business. And then from the online business, they shut his his payment processing thing and it's fraud, right? And if he would have had a partnership, right? Not just Stripe, not just Square, not some payment portal, but somebody that he could have picked up the phone and said, hey, look, this is the real deal. This is what's going down in my business. I can't afford to not process these payments and have all these chargebacks going to customers on the attempt that they think it's fraud. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why we brought Dylan and Mitch and people like this on because partnerships matter. Knowing somebody and having a relationship with somebody who has skin in the game or cares about your business like you care about your business matters, right? Mm -hmm. It could be a make or break situation for you. So um, Dylan has been a game changer for us, not only saving us bottom, bottom line dollars and saving us 
percentages on every transaction that comes through our company, which adds up. That's that bottom line we talk about, right? Um, not, not overall revenue, but bottom line, putting more money in our pocket. That's great. But we have a relationship with someone that we can pick up the phone with, we can speak to, and they have, they have care that like he was talking about, they have integrity, they want to do the right thing, they want to figure out a solution, and he'll actually go to work at that problem with you. Um, and, and if he can't solve it, he lets us know, you know, and he gets back to us. And that's invaluable to us um, running the business that we're trying to run is having those relationships. So um, I would say that not real sexy, but if you could save a little bit of money, and you can have somebody there that actually cares about your business. And if a problem were to arise, you guys were going to get some hockey stick growth and grow overnight and people were to mark you as fraudulent. It'd be nice to have that partner that you could pick up the phone and not pick up the phone and talk to somebody in India um, who's just going to transfer you to somebody else the next day. Um, it, it is nice to have somebody that's here that's local that cares. Um, so mm -hmm. that's why we were happy to bring him on. And we're just hoping that we, he can share some of this knowledge. And if you guys are having problems with your processor, um, you can give him a call. You can give him a ring, right? He might be able to help you out and figure a solution out. He might be able to help you integrate with Smart Builder and integrate with some of your other softwares that you guys are using. He's been really great with helping us integrate our systems um, and all of our credit cards. And it's not perfect yet but we're optimizing every day. And if you know anything about how Brandon runs this business over here, <laughs> nothing is the same as it was yesterday. <laughs> we're always evolving and we're um, always trying nope. to get better every single day. We're always looking for improvements. We test things. We don't get stuck in our ways whatsoever. We're always testing and switching and, hey, let's try this split A-B test and see if this works better than that. Um, and if, if we can prove that it does, then we'll un unload it to the rest of the um, rest of the location. So um, I think that this isn't going to be some long call where we just sit and dive in. But on that same thing, the reason we're all here is we're trying to build partnerships. I know um, Northern Glass is a friend of ours from Instagram, and we had a job that was a little too far out from our Santa Cruz location with Chris the other day. And because of this little group that we've developed on here, the I was like, oh, you're in Fremont. I know who could take care of you. And I just hit somebody up and he was able to land four showers out of the deal, right? Um, just by us having these partnerships and these relationships, this is what's going to drive your business to be better is by creating good lasting relationships and always living by that one wrote that word of integrity um, and standing by that. And so take advantage of the people that come on here, take advantage of the people that show up every week and speak to one another. Um, that would be my little spiel on, on this little, this little, little go around with deal. Little, little spiel, little spiel. Little spiel. Yeah. yeah. So lots of, lots of good comes out of these calls. Like we can, we can make them uh, really powerful. I see that Dylan has a Arte syndicate. Um, talked about it earlier. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he has the shirt on and like, that's a huge, a huge group with a great networking, like, and we kind of have that in a smaller scale in our little tiny niche of the world doing heavy glass and shower doors, you know? So just gives you just, an idea, mastermind. Yeah. Everyone talks about it. Um, no one, no one's put the, the plan to action yet and actually made something happen. But I think we all have that, that underlining um, idea in the back of our head, just need Chris to put it together already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm on it. 
And I have to disagree with you, Chance. I mean, I don't think anything's more sexy than money, you know? I mean, I, mean, I, I, think, I think you're right. You know, money, come on. You know, it's like making it, saving it, spending it. You name yeah. it. It's if good. I could fill my mattress with just money and sleep on that, I think stuff, I would. Stuff it, man. <clears throat> stuff it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and again, you know, if you're if you're an innovator, you know, if you're someone who's on the move, you're someone who wants to do things, do things differently, then you need a partner who can help you do that. You know, and it's like, and if if you're um try calling some big bank and saying, hey, you know, we want to uh be able to accept money this way, or we want to be able to let our customers pay this way, or what do you think? You know, and it's like, man, you got to spend an hour just to talk to get to someone, a human to talk to, I mean, that's never going to work. You're never going to grow a business like that. And if you're just like kind of a static business, hey, hey, you've been doing it this way for 40 years and you're not going to fix it, you know, then probably anybody is going to be fine, you know, to help you do that. But if you're someone who's kind of moving and shaking and wanting to do things, you know, shake things up and um, disrupt things a little bit you're going to need someone to help you with that you're going to need somebody who like you know on a first name basis that you can call and say hey you know dylan how do we do this can we do this and have someone who will dig in and say i don't know like like you just did right there you know with brad's questions like i don't know i'll look at it you know let, let me look at it and uh, let me see what i can do i love that kind of an attitude man i mean that's the kind of people i want to hang out with Chris, I was going to mention, um, I'm changing my, uh, my, uh, agreement with GCS and I won't take calls after 6 uh, PM Eastern anymore. So. <laughs> I was just going to say the customer service was awesome, but, um, it I, was. I, I text him in the morning and he he'll text me back. He's like, would you stop texting me so early? I'm trying to Zen man. Like you're bothering me. <laughs> Brandon's bringing me problems at 8 AM. Hey, there's this button Better on your phone free. now that Better you can push. Free. There's this button on your phone. You can push and it doesn't ring at all. Well, yeah. truthfully, it was just because he, I've already told him things five times. And so this was the sixth time. Like, this is why. But, Pretty know. much. <laughs> Go ahead. Air it out. Air it out. Nobody's watching. <laughs> I would just, just curious, out of curiosity, could anyone on this call call their payment processor tomorrow and have them pick up their phone? Like knowing like, hey, could I negotiate my rate? And they would negotiate the rate with you. Yeah. And they would give you a lower rate. You've been able to negotiate that and get them to talk you down. I'm not seeing any hands going up. Stripe is okay via email, but I would never even try to call them. And we've negotiated a rate with them successfully, but you know, I don't know if I could do that. They have gone the up though. They're over, they're over like 3.4% now average. Ooh. Yeah. Hey. Just recently, they're actually, I'm pretty sure they're being sold right now. So they've said a big layoff. They're trying to rake in as much as they can because they're actually being sold. Wow. Square used to be at 2.9 and they're at 3.42. So it's like uh like to go to the bigger people, you know, that 
that kind of, it hurts sometimes to not be able to like, or even if you're negotiating, you're negotiating back to your old school terms that you started on because they've had spikes since then. So, so you got to look at like credit card processing. It's like, everyone always says, Oh, it's the cost of doing business, but it's not really the cost of doing business. Like if you can get a lower rate and save a little bit, it's like getting a dollar off a hinge. If you're doing volume, that dollar off a hinge over how many thousands of showers that you do a year saves you a ton of money on your bottom line. So a little bit of a, even a half a percent saves you a ton of money on the bottom line. I mean, we're saving thousands of dollars a year and, and have the customer support, which is awesome. So, or one of the things like everyone likes is like, I choose to buy everything on this credit card because it has the best cash back. Right. Um, and then other people go like, well, I just buy everything ACH or just bank to bank transfer. And I don't have to worry about that. But it's like, why wouldn't you want to get 2%, you know, cash back um, when a lot, or you can get the one card that has 1%. But if you could, you know, if you're doing such volume, I think at one of our locations, we had a credit card that we were getting 1% cash back. Um, the next year we switched and it went from, you know, 17,000 cash back to $34,000 cash back um, just by making that, that little, that little switch. So um, 1% changes can make, make a company that much better at compounds over time. One thing I was, I forgot to mention, there are, there are contractors and businesses that want to charge the customer a surcharge or a convenience fee. And that is something that we can do where it automates it. So if you don't want to pay fees, that is something that we can uh, talk about. Go ahead, Billy. Sorry to interrupt you. Well, I, didn't, I didn't say anything. Billy's got nothing. It was just showing your face. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I can I can throw something in. So right, there you go. He's, he's actually uh, Billy's, got, in North, Billy's in North Carolina, where by you by you, not too close to you, but by you. Where are you located normally? Winston Salem. We're in Asheville. Not We're bad. in. Hold on, uh, uh, Asheville. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my, my question would be, so when I've gotten into these negotiations and these discussions uh, in the past, we're typically having to sign a contract uh, with these companies that may be, you know, a year, two years, three years, that kind of thing. So when you're talking negotiating power, like Brandon and Chancellor, you know, when you're talking rates and, and negotiating that out, where do you get your negotiating power in that when you are signing a contract with a company that's managing this for you? Volume. Volume. So, so, I mean, because with me, I can't go, okay, well, if you don't lower rate, I'm going to do this thing, um, which normally is what I would say if I were dealing with a manufacturer or somebody supplying me a product, I'm going to say, okay, I've got the same product available from five different people who wants my volume. Uh, but if I'm in a contract already, where do I get the negotiating power at that point? It's tough. It's tough when you're in a contract. That's why I, I would never go. I was in a contract for five years with, with Wells Fargo and then I went to Clover and all that. But I would never go into a contract with a lot of things anymore just because I feel like contract, like people don't believe in their product when they put you in a contract. They're just trying to lock you in. So like, you know, we went we went to Stripe with no contract. Um, we're with, with Dylan with no contract. Um, contracts are tough. Mm -hmm. Merchant services has been the one area that's extremely difficult for us to stay away from contracts. Uh, we negotiated in between 
So when we got out of one, we negotiated to get the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it is, you know, it's typically uh, a couple years minimum. And then there's a heavy fee if you want to try to get out of it. So that's been that's been an issue we've dealt with with the negotiations. We have like a very small period of time in which we can negotiate uh, in between. So. So from now on, just understand that red flags. Don't ever sign a contract because most contracts, they're going to increase your rates because they already know if you want out, you're going to have to pay. That's the whole point of the contract, right? It's to raise your rates. So we don't have contracts. Um, if I don't take care of you, I don't, take you, care you. I don't make money. So it's in my best interest to take care of you guys. So don't sign contracts. <laughs> I heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Do not sign contracts. And if you do, send it to me. I mean, I, w- I will say that we did sign a contract. I'm super happy with the company that manages ours. We did. We agreed that the, you know there's no rate increase. That was an agreement upon the beginning of the contract. So we didn't negotiate those things initially, um, but it hasn't. It's worked out well for us, you know, to this point. But but I, I agree. Because signing contracts sucks. We try not to do it at any point. Uh, but we did it directly through our small bank. That's a local small bank. Mm-hmm. This was the company that they used directly. So it just, it all intertwined together well. And that worked really well for us. So it's it's different than what you're doing. Um, but there are other ways to do it. And I agree, contracts are bad. Mm-hmm. And what you're you're offering is a great, a great different way to do it. So kind of like everything we always talk about, there's no, there's no exact for anybody, but knowing the options is the key. Knowing, knowing what's out there is, is the big thing. So one thing I would add that one I, thing I, would add that I don't I, uh, forgot I, to I, mention, uh, one of GCS's location, a quarter of their volume was business cards, commercial, corporate, and purchasing. So with the card brands, with the correct solution, which is what we gave them, um, they're actually getting better rates on those business cards because we have the correct solution. So take a solution that doesn't have, it's called B2B optimization, interchange optimization, okay? So you're taking these business cards that could be at 295 down to 2.05, just from having the correct solution. So uh, this may or may not be the case. I, I'm not sure, I'd have, I'd have to look at what's going on. but they they could be offering you a good rate but they're they might not be bringing down the rates on the interchanges from a lot of the cards you're taking so we could basically match their rate and you could still be saving a lot of money does that make sense that's that just goes that just goes back to being the the consultant part of me where um wouldn't I want to save you guys more money on the on these business commercial corporate purchasing cards? Yeah. All right, who has a question? Who has a question? Anyone? <coughs> well, maybe we've just covered it, you know? a lot of good information right there sounds like it yeah dylan if you want to put your email or something in the chat everyone can copy it or whatever how to get a hold of you yeah 
Absolutely. And all of this information is going to be in the post too, when I post this uh, to the Facebook group and then also to the YouTube post, I'll make sure all of his details are in there. Anyone that's using anyone that's using follow up too, it's integrated with follow up now as well. So you can just text out um, links from follow up. Yeah, that's been pretty sweet. That's worked pretty pretty well. And I love what he was talking about how um, how you know you can just save the card and then charge the balance to to the same card. And I'll just reach out to the the customer and say. Hey, would you like me to just charge us to the same, you know, card you use? And they're like, yeah, that's great. I mean, they they really see it as a, as a convenience. That's been so sweet not having to chase people down. And just so you know, it's legal in every state in America to save their card and run the final balance on completion if it's in your contract. As long as they know and they sign off that you're saving their card, um, it's legal in every state. So put it in your terms and conditions, send out without it, with that, with every estimate that people sign off on. And then boom, as soon as you're done, you could, you could swipe that card. I mean, you could even write it in your terms and conditions to, I'm going to swipe your card on the day of the install, mm -hmm. swipe it before you even go out and install if you wanted to go to we, do it that route. We ran into a lot of issues with trying to chase down people for final payment. I'm sure everyone has or people like, Oh, I'll pay later or mm -hmm. I'll get to it when. It... So now it's like, so the installers out in the field to make it easy, they say, Hey, do you want the office to run the card on file? Or do you want to pay with a different card? And if they say we want to pay with a different card, then they're right there. Okay. What we'll take the card right now. And we'll right now. Owner somewhere there. So they can't just get away from it. And, and no, so, Billy, he's like a master. Yeah, negotiator. I would say Billy, uh, Billy is a master negotiator. That's why I wasn't surprised when he raised his hand. And Billy also does something even cooler than us where he negotiates getting 50% deposits before he even shows up to the job, right? So he's pre-selling the job, collecting 50% before he even goes and measures that thing. Yeah. Uh, so I think there's some cool, there's some cool things in there. You can negotiate how you get paid and when you get paid. Um, the, just want to get paid. Yeah. The way your business, you want to operate your business, right? Like out when McDonald's first started, people thought it was probably pretty crazy that they could just walk up to a window and get a burger in three minutes. Um, but no one waited, no hostess sat them down. There wasn't a table with, you know, silverware or anything like it was a to-go burger. And that was a pretty odd thing. Right. So you can create your business to work to your favor and, and use payments as a part of that, um, process and in, in the model of your company. So um, I think Billy did a really good job at that and people could take Advan that advantage of the advanced country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be a little different in Nigeria there, Tunes. Um, you know, but I mean, you, you guys could get away with a lot more than us. Who knows, you know? <laughs> I mean, you were, we're, we were just talking about you today and like you're installing commercial glass with no shoes on. Like we can never get away with that, man. Um, I would so, like to, though. No, no. I would like to do that. That'd be awesome, man. So I have a question about the uh, about saving the credit card numbers. Um, I Maybe it's different with different uh, providers, but where does that get saved to? Because I don't want to be responsible for that. Uh, that card. Well, said. Uh, it doesn't get yeah. saved to my personal uh, account anywhere, right? So it's good question. It's stored in a vault. So you actually can't see the full card data. So you're so you have, you have no responsibility you're, of it. Yep. You're compliant. 
So there's no way I can get hacked and then be responsible for any of that, right? <laughs> I mean, you're, I, I would say the, the, the software company would be at, at fault for that, but I can look into that if, if that's a question you're yeah, I mean, uh, I, you can also I, turn that, you can uh, you can turn that function off as well. It doesn't have to store it. But the information right. isn't saved locally and to your computer. It's saved remotely, so it's it's in the cloud or whatever, or somebody else's computer, not All our. Right, computer. I guess that's what I'm asking because yeah. uh, you know, I mean, we've seen too many uh, too many reports in the last several years where big companies have been hacked and had all their credit card data uh, stolen. And I mean, what a nightmare for them, but can you imagine what it would do for a small company like us? I would uh, say, I would say we don't have time to do that. I'd say if us small glass companies are getting hacked by hackers, they're probably going through a pretty bad recession. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're bigger than you think. If you're yeah. mm -hmm. So hey, Brian, so I'll say what with us, what we do with ours, we don't even see credit cards anymore. So uh, we're using a little bit different system, but we, I, I'm as guilty as anybody. And I'm sure if other people could write, raise their hand, I've written credit cards down on many a sticky note back in the day. Um, and it made me super nervous to do that, but that was the way I kept cash flow going. We never see credit cards. We send out a payment link. The, the customer handles all their information themselves. It's digitally encrypted. So I'm never seeing that. Not nobody in my office can see the credit card number. So it's always protected and that's under our bank's encryption. So they would have to, they would have to get into the bank's, you know, database right. to be able to do that, which is not even tied to my stuff. So that's uh, simply how it's done. It's not held in anything that you have personally. It's not going to be right. in any of your personal information. So if they're hacking you, they're not going to get to that. They would have to go directly through whatever entity is managing that. And I'm sure like somebody like Robert could probably, touch on that a little better than me, <laughs> but I know that I wanted, I wanted nobody in my building to have access to anyone's credit card anymore. It was too, too much of a liability, too much of a risk. So when we go in and we run someone's credit card, we can't see their number. We see the last four digits mm -hmm. um, and we can see their name and their basic information. And we can, we can send them an email uh, receipt immediately, but there's no access to that information for anyone at any point. So there's no concern of that on our end. So when you're on site taking the final payment from the customer, then do they hand you a credit card and you dip it or swipe it? No, it's it's where ours is also vaulted. So we're holding on to that credit card information through the whole process. I'm okay. not going I for too long. I had to chase people down. And that's what everybody's saying. That was the that was the the worst part was trying to find people on the back end, especially when we're taking checks. Uh, so we don't we don't that's in our terms. You sign off. When we finish, we get it back. Now we have a buffer. So we usually have a few days to a week in between time in case something comes up uh, for when it's processed, but it, it's ran by our office automatically on the back end. We're not taking anything on site. I keep my guys out of the, that side of the numbers as much as I can. So they don't have to mess with it. Gotcha. Yeah. Thanks. And the way, the way we're doing it at GCS is if like we need to take a credit card payment on site, we just send them a text or an email. So they get it on their phone and then they fill out the form themselves. So it's like, we're not getting the information. They're putting the information in and then that, right. yeah, we never have to even look at it, you know? So, 
So Dylan, what does same, that do to rates? Here, because it's not dipped. What's that? What does that do to rates since it's not dipped or swiped and it, you know it's not personally handled? Yep. So in that case, it's it's goes into the card not present. Um, it doesn't really change their the cost that much. Amex is a little bit higher, um, but most most cards aren't. There isn't much difference. Yeah. Hey, Billy, you mentioned uh, that you take those credit cards like you do. So are you paying a, a service fee? You know, are you passing that on to the customer somehow? Or are you just accepting that as a cost of doing business? So this is a discussion that uh, I've had with several people before. It, the, the, the argument is the cost of doing business. And Brandon mentioned it earlier. Um, we, I'm, if anybody's doing work in showers, you know that the margins, if you do it right, are good. And with our you know, one-time customer, our homeowner base, we put that in our, our price. So I do pay a service fee for the service of vaulting and keeping credit cards, but the time I spent chasing people down for payments on the back end, they don't play with each other at all. Like hours spent trying to get checks and get mm -hmm. people's credit cards and getting promised I was going to get payment and then still having to contact them two or three more times. It just, it doesn't, it, there's no comparison. There's no mm -hmm. comparison. So um, I will say this, and I want to touch on It's not a pitch, but all Brandon and I do things very similar, but also very different. All of this is done through follow-up. All the communication, the links sent, the payments coming in, all of it's done through follow-up. So that's the, the portal we use to get all this information out. We're just using different services to do it. So that's the, that's the distributor of information that makes it easy because it lands on this for everybody that everybody's accustomed to. So I would say we that's where we are very similar. We tried to um, charge a percentage to the customer convenience fee. And just so everyone knows, not all states are you're allowed to charge a convenience fee to run credit cards. Some states you're not allowed to. Um, but we got a lot of pushback for it by charging the card. So people would pay with check and then it would take longer to get the payment. So what we did was we just bumped up our factor when we mm -hmm. sold the job. We just bumped up the factor, the 3%, whatever it was. And every customer got charged that. So we ended up making more money because of it. Um, by doing it that way. And you don't really notice it too much building it into the price. So. Yeah. Exactly. Just figure it in, figure it into your it's, it's, cost. It's a game you play back and forth because you figure it in your cost, your cost goes up, your percentage goes up and then you end up paying more because you're taking credit cards at a higher number. But it's at some point you just have to go, I'm making better numbers. I'm spending less time. And time is the whole kicker for me. Yeah. Is I'm pulling time back, and time is something that even money can't can't pick up. That's okay. that's the big kicker yeah. for me. Is I don't want to waste the time that I was doing before. If I can find something that steals the time back, that's better than the money factor on yeah. my end. Yeah, that's huge. Look how sexy this call got. You See, know? told you, money sexy. It just took a minute. You know. It yeah, you know. Action. You're right. I put all the contacts in the chat if you want his um, information or the page or to sign up for a call for Dylan to save it now. Awesome. Thanks, Rob. You're the man. You're, he's always on it. Rock and roll.
Yeah. Kevin, how's uh how's Dallas? I, I see uh, you there. <laughs> hey, uh, I want to apologize for not getting back to you. Um, I've just been super busy, but um, it's fine. You lost a quarter percent. Lost a quarter percent. Right. Hey, and then, <laughs> I mean, a quarter percent. It doesn't sound like a lot, but at the end of the year, I know it's going to add up a lot. Um, right now, I'm working on making payments to someone for a thousand dollars, and I'm looking forward to when that payment's over because that thousand dollars is going to be able to, you know, go somewhere else. It's not a lot. I'm a small business. So to mm -hmm. switch over with you and at the end of the year, save, you know, $2,000 or whatever it is, that's going to, you know, be able to give my guys bonuses, barbecues, whatever the case may be, you know, but for a small business, that's a lot of money, you know? So um, here shortly, definitely I'm going to be making a switch when I find time. And once again, I do apologize for uh, not getting back to you. <laughs> No worries. I'm just giving you crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do it. Got to do it. Well, hey, Dylan, I want to thank you for coming and doing this tonight. It's awesome. Taking time away from your dinner, away from your mastermind. But before you go, I do have to ask you one question. Looking into the future, what do you see? Oh, geez. Chris. <laughs> uh, I see a fruitful future with a lot of giving back, helping people, and uh, success and happiness. I like it. I like it. Good answer, man. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight. That's going to do it for this week's live stream. But be sure to join us again next week. And uh, it's going to be great. Let's see. Who's our speaker next week? Me. <laughs> uh, I think Rodney was on. He mu he must have hopped off. But yeah, Rodney, is Rodney still on? Yeah, Rodney McCordy. Um, I met him on LinkedIn. He does redline templates, so they do the laser uh the laser templating for like railing, showers, all that kind of stuff. Like what you see with a lot of big granite companies. And I think mm -hmm. the coolest pitch that he had was. They do it for a really cheap or inexpensive fee. I won't say cheap, but an inexpensive fee. And if they mess up on any piece of glass, it's the wrong. So say you got a crazy railing, even curved stairs, they'll do the templating for you with his laser machine. Um, and if one piece is wrong, if all the pieces are wrong, he has to buy the new piece for you. Wow. So it goes on his cost. So it could be a great, like I see people all the time saying, how did you measure for that curved railing? How'd you measure that? Crazy you measure stairs? that case? I think uh, Rodney's going to be able to add a lot of value to a lot of companies. And he has people in a lot of different nope. states. So, yes. That'll be yeah. That sounds good, man. I can't wait to, to, to hear it. All right, everybody. Nope. Have a fantastic week. See you back here next Wednesday. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros, and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.